This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a man who never has to question his own reality, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I want them to release the Stephen, Dr. Stephen Grant as Tomb Buster cut. <laughs> I want it now. I need this movie. Marvel supposedly filmed more. Yes, give they did. us Tomb Buster. Yes, give they it did. to us. But do not give it to us as the the end of the end credit scene at the end of episode six. Do not do that. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Don't don't, do, don't that. do that like they did with Hawkeye. Look, I love uh, that. I love that. Uh, the uh, what was it called? Rogers, the musical. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I didn't want it as my stinger at the end. Uh, I agree. And I watched that whole thing. It's like, oh man, how is this going to end? Where it's like it's leading to something. That I was like, what? Why did I watch this? <laughs> so, so like I said, we want the we want the Tomb Buster, yeah. but we do not want it in that method. So, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started a few months ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you are new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about episode three of the Disney Plus show Moon Knight, titled the tomb if you are a new or a regular and would like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content for example we just recorded a patreon only content on the new thor love and thunder trailer we discussed that for about 25 minutes or so so if you want to hear about that and get our thoughts on it go over to patreon and give us some support over there and you can listen to that as well if you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review there, we'll read it on air the next time that we record. All right, so most interesting episode of Moon Knight so far. Um, arguably the most interesting episode in the Disney Plus show uh, so far, uh, we'll, but we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, before we even get into general thoughts, this episode, currently, at least on IMDb, it is the highest rated episode by a pretty decent margin. The previous high was 8.1 for the first two episodes. This one, last time I checked, was at 8.6. you surprised that this one is as well-liked as this one I'm has been? Absolutely shocked, which makes me think that regular uh, viewers that aren't comic book aficionados are not uh, going into IMDb. Well, that's, it's possible. I, I, I was a little surprised as well. I mean, I, I personally think it is the best episode. I don't know. So let's get start there. What is your What are your thoughts on this one? I would say the I watched it twice. The first time I watched it, the first 30 minutes was hands down the best episode. Mm. Then when the turn happened, um, I was a little, of course, confused. Right. I was a little anxious. And I'll be honest, I watched Legion, but I did not enjoy the last couple seasons. <laughs> okay. And this felt like Legion, and I was just like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. And then I watched, then I listened to a podcast that I'm sure will, because I know you have a theory, that made me feel a little bit better, because I think, I think this may be where they're going. And then I watched the episode again, and I was like, okay, the, the, the psychiatric part wasn't that bad. It, and it was, it was actually kind of fun when you watch it the second time. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 we'll take, obviously get into it. I, I, they do have some Legion vibes in this. I don't think they're going to go down the same road as Legion completely just because 
look, Legion was weird. I love Legion. It's one of my favorite shows, but it's it is not for everyone and they are taking risks to go in the way that they are going with this with this particular show uh, on this episode. I don't think they're going to take that big of a risk to be just be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Yeah, I, I will be honest that if this ends up being where the whole thing was made up and he's in the psychiatric we may be getting down to Baywatch on my ratings. <laughs> like I said, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So, well, I, I don't like I said, I don't think they're going to go down that road, but uh, we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. So let's go ahead and start kind of at the beginning. Everything that is happening at the start of this, we end up at the very end of episode three. Layla and Steven are out in the desert, and Steven is basically passed out because of Khonshu being sent to a stony prison. And she's trying to drag him away from these people who are chasing him. And honestly, what this sets up for me is that this is going to be the Layla episode because I thought this yeah. I thought this was her episode and I thought she did a great job. What what were your thoughts just on especially as this same, thing opened? Same thing. Uh I thought, okay, like you mentioned, this is the Layla episode. And um uh, this was just showing also that mummy uh, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones thing, like where she was hiding and coming right. out, and the way she did the flares w- was just like how she figured out how to use those as weapons. It was right. very Indiana Jones like. And then um, I just loved the way Stephen woke up, looked around, <laughs> and saw that she had taken out everyone, and like he had this look, like okay, <laughs> right, exactly. Right I would have yeah. the same look. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so just really a good opening scene. Then they get to, they get to the dig site or the tomb or whatever you want to call it, and they're snooping around and like it looks like they've been attacked. And apparently, there's a cut scene that's out there that they took out where basically the the Harrow's men do get attacked, and Harrow like has to like give them this speech that like convinces them to go in and to risk their lives and all this type of stuff. Uh, I would have kind of liked to see that to be kind of honest so, with you. So who attacked them? It was the that zo- it was the zombie uh, the okay yeah, the other so so is that why they panned in on that picture of like a sword that was just on the ground yeah I think so mm-hmm. I okay. think I think that was weird like I, when I watched it the second time I'm like what is that yeah there like I said there is a uh, if you go like in onto marvel.com they have a synopsis of the show and apparently if you read it like there's this scene that they apparently cut where Hero has like they get attacked and Hero has to give them this uh, this speech to continue to motivate them to go in all this type of stuff so uh the like i said apparently that's part of the reason why this has kind of been abandoned is and this is one of the reasons why we see one of his henchmen get dragged back by the by the zombie later on i I wish they would included that because one of my notes was i think we're lacking and not enough ethan hawk yeah, they, they I honestly believe they should have kept that in there because I think it would have made a lot more sense. And it's probably, it's my biggest complaint about this episode is they don't really do a good job of of explaining, you know, what has happened to right. Harrow and his men. I mean, Harrow seems to be fine. I mean, uh, I mean, he's just kind of hanging out. I and mean, when he sees right. Layla get a text, like, oh, you handled that well. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like kind of laid down, mm-hmm. just relaxing and talking to her. Yeah, that that was the moment I thought, man, we have not gotten enough Ethan Hawke of Right. And he, he, what little we got him, he was great as he always oh, has been. Oh, he was. But, yeah, so this, as you mentioned earlier, this had the most Indiana Jones vibes to me, especially, especially the, 
Uh, what was the name of the last, the third one? Uh, oh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Thank you. Because in Last Crusade, they're constantly finding clues, finding a clue, finding a clue, finding a clue. In this one, they were constantly finding clues. Here's a clue. Here's a clue. Here's a clue. So this one had the biggest Indiana Jones vibes. Uh, until we get to the the zombie, that's when it kind of switches over to yeah, the mummy. The but mummy, we, yeah. but they are screaming in this one that they're getting references from other films and other movies. Uh, were you okay with that? Yeah, I, I liked it. And yeah, I did too. You, you don't have to call it the third film. Just I, I, just talk about the final film in the <laughs> series. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, as I mentioned last week, we don't count the fourth one. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about. So. But, good point. Uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it because, um, man, it was it was kind of scary when those, yeah, when those it monsters was. came out. And that clicking? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was, that was. And then when Layla got taken a couple of times. Right. You didn't know what was happening to her? You didn't know if she was going to yeah, be okay? Mm-hmm. And that was a. Uh, yeah, very, very scary. I can't imagine if a young kid was watching this. He's probably like got his, you know, one yeah. eye, a hand over his eyes. But uh, yeah, it was it was quite scary. And I and I wrote this down when Layla was fighting. They had like some Indiana Jones. Is Hans? Is it Hans Zimmer or John Williams who does the uh, Spielberg? Indiana stuff? Jones is uh, John Williams. Okay. Was John Williams involved? Because some of the music right. when she was fighting was like that. And yeah. then when like. Even when it ended, like when she was resting. But uh, we, before that, we need to talk about Layla and Stephen had their moments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. So, yes, we have, we finally get their, th- this moment between Stephen and Layla. And they, it looks like they're about to kiss, and they don't, and they wait. But also, before that happens, when Layla, I don't remember where Layla was, but there was obviously another point where Stephen is talking to Mark, who Mark is in a reflective surface. Um, and Mark says, I will throw us off of a cliff. You know, how hollow is a, is a, is a threat when when you're in the same body? So that's, that's my question. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was, that was something. Yeah, and I, and I believed him. Yeah, I, I believed him too. I mean, and there is this thing. Like, one of the podcasts I listen to is on is on the Ringer. It's called the Ringerverse. They do all the fan stuff uh, they, like this. And Joanna Robinson and who's Mallory Rubin. Mallory Rubin, thank you. They were discussing. There is a lot of self loathing. There is a lot of uh, this type of stuff with this with this character where they talk about killing themselves and all this type of stuff. So it kind of, it's kind of leading back into the whole mental aspect, the, the mental, mental health portion mm-hmm. of him, uh, where he, Mark especially doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to have, well, he seems to have a lot of self-loathing going on for himself. I don't know that Steven has all that, but Mark, just because of everything he's been through, everything he knows he's done, the guilt that he has, because of his in, not involvement, but his lack of trying to prevent Layla's father from being killed, you know, he seems to be have a really hard time dealing with that. And I think it's starting to kind of come out a, a little bit more. And that probably has another reason why we're getting some of these like suicide references. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. You can tell that he he has an extreme amount of guilt about that, but. Uh... I thought it was interesting that Stephen, when they were about to kiss, mentions that Mark right. is actually just protecting her, that uh, he's actually, you know, being a, a good husband. Or, right. You know, yeah. So. Well, I will say this. I mean, because I think this just goes into what Stephen is. Stephen wants, well, I think he desperately wants to be with Layla, and he wants Layla to be, he for him to be the preferred personality of Layla. He also... Doesn't want her to make a choice like that if 
he doesn't she doesn't know the full story you know that she yeah. and you know just kind of like that it speaks to the character of steven and just how good of a person he is so you know kudos to him for for, for doing that because i know that probably was not easy and you know he, he looks like he kind of needs to work a little bit in the kissing department <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that kiss was it didn't look like it was just the greatest and later kind of came over and like yeah, it was all right <laughs> maybe, maybe i'm wrong on that yeah, I'd have to ask her. She seemed to enjoy it. That's true. Uh, all right. So, oh, one other thing I want to mention, because we had talked about this a little bit. Uh, the Scarlet Scarab, if, when Harrow was talking to Layla towards, the, I guess, the middle portion of the episode. Yeah. He mentions the father of Layla. He gives actually more of her backstory, more of the backstory on what happened. A couple things we find out. We find out the father's name, Abdul El Fauli. And in the comics, the Scarlet Scarab was Abdul Fawli. So, and we'll talk more about this actually when we get to the mental institution scene. But that is just when I was hearing that, I was like, "Oh, th- we're definitely going down Scarlet Scarab route mm-hmm. for for Layla." Uh, but we also find out what he was researching, and that was his belief that the gods were living among the people like they are as avatars and all this type of stuff, and he wanted to prove it. We don't know who it was that killed her father. We just know that uh, that Mark was there. Who do you think killed him? I mean, because we just know he says it was his partner, or uh, I guess it was, that's why he says it was his partner. Who do you think it was? I, I'm not exactly sure. I was going to say, I have a good feeling Harrow was there. Yeah, I kind of think he might have been there. As Khonshu. Yeah, I kind of think that might be the po- uh, and that, a possibility. And that may be when, that also may be when Khonshu got rid of Hera. Yeah. I've heard a lot of theories about that. And that one kind of sounds, sounds pretty yeah. reasonable to me. Some people are speculating that it was actually Jake, the third personality. And, you know, yeah, I've seemed, heard that too. Yeah. but he also says that he shot, got shot that night. So did he shoot himself? I mean, so there's, yeah. there's that. So, so who do you think it was? I'm leaning more towards Hera. That's kind of where I'm leaning towards. There are some people who are saying, you know, it was like the, the the Ennead, the actual the, the nine gods themselves, they didn't want to be exposed as actually living there, and so there are some people who are thinking that. But I kind of lean towards Hero as Kanchu, and this is when Kanchu abandons Hero and goes goes to Mark. I, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah, I think I, that that would be where I'm leaning as well. And Hero sure knows a lot about it. Yes, he does. He knows an awful lot about it, so it wouldn't surprise me in the least if that was the case. All right, uh, let's see. So we get to. We, as all this is going on, as he, as when Layla and Mark get separated, they discover a lot of stuff. I mean, they discovered the eye of, was it Horus? That, yeah, that sounds, I think that was right. Yeah. yeah. The eye of Horus. And that's kind of where they, they, how they figure out how this tomb is laid out. Uh, but they get separated because of the zombies that are attacking them. Layla ends up going one way. Mark ends up going another. Mark ends up stumbling into this, where this tomb is. And, you know, this is, like I said, this is when I got the biggest Indiana Jones vibes of it. Because not only do they discover a a lost uh, Pharaoh's tomb, it's none other than Alexander the Great's tomb. I'm like, okay, well, we're going down that road. And this is where they find the, what the upshot? How did they pronounce that thing? Ipshati? Uh, the stone sure. statue. I can't remember what yeah. it was called, but uh, it's that stone right. statue if, if that, um, that Ahmed has been imprisoned in. Yeah. It's <laughs> let's go with that. Uh, let's just call it the stone statue for 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 simpler yeah. simpler uh, purposes. But he discovers the stone statue and he has to dig into. Yeah. yeah, he had to dig into Alexander the Great. You know, 
there's part of me that's like, I'm not sure that that would probably be what Stephen would do because he seems to yeah. have this appreciation for archaeology and all that kind of stuff. And he's kind of defiling the tomb, but nevertheless. So he gets the thing, and this is when Harrow confronts him. Uh, Layla takes off. And this is also when Layla confronts Mark because she wants to speak to Mark again. And, you know, <laughs> at this point, you know, Stephen has not wanted to give up the body. <laughs> yeah. But now he's like, okay, I'll give it up. <laughs> Qu- quickly done by Stephen. Yeah, he gave it up real, real quick. So uh, they have this argument, and this is when Mark explains to him exactly, explains to Layla what we kind of just talked about, that, you know, he was there. Even he didn't kill his, He didn't kill her father. He was there. And, you know, it's, it's this difficult thing for Layla to have to process because she realizes that the reason they are together is because he was trying to find her to apologize to her because her, her, her dad died and he wasn't able to stop it. Uh, so, you know, that's... that has to be a difficult thing to to come to a realization about. But, yeah, so she's obviously having a hard time with it. But that's when – go ahead. I was going to say, and this was the point of the episode where I turned to my wife and said, hey, I could see Layla taking over Moon Knight since Oscar Isaac Isaac doesn't want to do any more shows. True. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the road they go down. Yeah, but – I was later like, maybe not after well, the, well, yeah. the, the next scene. But I did say that. I was like, this feels like really her, which, you know, we talked about the Scarlet Scare, but this feels like her taking over some kind of franchise. Yeah, she's going to be involved a lot more. Uh, like I said, I've, the Scarlet Scare thing feels pretty on the nose at this point. Uh, but she's going, she's going to have more of a role in Marvel movies or television shows or something. To, down the line, I, I, I firmly believe that she's too good of an actress, and she, yeah. like I said, there's just too many callbacks to her possibly taking over that role of Scarlet Scarab for her to not. They struck gold with her for sure. Yeah, they really did. All right, so we have this, we have this showdown, and Mark tries to fight his way up, but then Harrow just ends up shooting him twice in the chest. He falls into the water, and the next scene we get is the Tomb Buster. <laughs> Uh, so what'd you think of the Tomb Buster? Obviously, you kind of let on a little bit already, but what'd you think of the Tomb yeah. Buster? Well, I first was like, what is this? And then I saw it was like bad 1980s mm-hmm. uh, movie, like the stuff you would see on USA during <laughs> yes. the day and stuff. And I was like, okay, what is, what is about to happen? And then he says, oh, you're Dr. Stephen Grant. Right. And, and he, like he turns around and I was like, oh no. I knew something weird was about to right. happen when that when that happened. All right, so I, as you mentioned, as you mentioned, the first thing that I noticed is it went from the IMAX resolution, the IMAX, um, uh, what's the ratio aspect ratio, to the four three ratio of non HD televisions. That, that was my first clue. Whenever you see aspect ratio changes in any film or any television show, or whatever, that is always a visual clue that something has changed. And that was the first thing I noticed. And I also noticed that it's kind of grainy. It's like this picture quality yeah. is not really good because it wasn't HD because it's a 1980s movie. And, you know, it's as you mentioned, there is more footage of this out there. Are we ever going to get it? Do you think? Yeah, we're going to get it. And unfortunately, after you reminded me about Rogers and Musical, it's it could easily be a stinger yeah i hope not i hope they like because there is this section in the marvel section on disney plus of like 15 minutes like little extras that they've done uh there's one for the 
for the Trevor Tillery, or I can't remember what the uh, what it, but what Ben Kingsley's character was in Iron Man three and in Shang Chi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like this 15 minute little short of him, but right before he gets captured by Shang Chi's uh, Ten Rings. Uh, so I, I said that's kind of where I want to see it if they yeah, if they put it, if they put it anywhere. But like I said, I'm I'm, I'm a little afraid they're going to put it as that that stinger at the end of episode six. That's not where I want it. I don't want it there. Yeah. I want, I want, I want what the typical stingers are when we get there. So we'll get one at the end of episode six. I, I feel mm-hmm. confident. A hundred percent. All right. So after we get this film and all of a sudden we, it pans away and we're looking at TV screen and we realize we are in a mental institution and almost everything you can point to previously in this show makes a reference there's the cupcake there's a drawing of a pigeon uh, which is supposed to be Kanshu. there's layla there is crawley who was the living statue he's the guy doing the bingo there is the goldfish his, his the, co-worker the, the, the his manager mm-hmm. that was that was when i was like oh no because i when they first showed it i was like those people sort of look familiar but when they showed her right i was like Oh man, this is about to be everyone from his life, and it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, and then they show Layla, who is there, obviously as one of the patients as well. And you'll notice, that I think she's wearing like something, some kind of a bandage or something, and it is a scarlet bandage or a scarf or something, and it has a scarab on it. Uh, so there's even more of a reference there. Uh, the orderlies that are there were the police who. Yeah. Uh, I'm to say arrested, uh, but they took him into custody in episode two. I think Bobby and Billy, does that sound Yeah, right? Bobby and Billy, because uh, they actually play a role in the actual comics as well. Um, I'm trying to think, what, what are some other references? Oh, the village that he went to in episode one was a picture yeah. in Harrow's office. Wasn't the uh, statue guy... Doing the bingo? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I said him. That's Crawley. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Crawley. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Crawley. He's doing the bingo. Uh, I'm trying to think. What were some other references that were in there that I can't Uh, think He had had drawn a picture of Moon Knight. Yeah, and he had had a little action figure of Moon Knight as well Mm -hmm. in in his hand. Uh, The bed, the the bed, uh, what you call it? Uh, Thing that was attached to his leg. Oh, like a... Restraints, or something? yeah, the restraints. Thank you. The, the bed restraint that he that he fell out of, and he always kept in oh, yeah, his yeah, apartment. Yeah. That was on his yeah. wheelchair. So yeah. the amount of references that we get in this, like short, especially at the very beginning of this, you know, there's a ton of them that they that they go back to in the in the these, these last ten minutes. What did you think, obviously, when you were watching this? You kind of let on a little bit, uh, but a little more detail about what you were thinking when this was going on. I, I was just thinking, oh, God, this is Legion again. He has, <laughs> This is all made up in his head. Uh, and I was just thinking, please don't go down this road. Don't, don't <laughs> let this be what this show turns into because I, I would extremely hate it. How surprised were you when this started to take place? Oh, a hundred percent. Whatever the, the the biggest surprise. Right. Even though you're right, you mentioned this last week. I actually went back and listened to our last week's episode. You mentioned, well, you know, they showed Mark, and it looks like in a middle station. Yeah, that... That's in the trailer. So, like, I that was in the back of my head, but still, the way they did it, and especially when they show Arthur Harrow as the doctor, right? That was was like really shocking. I'll, I'm not trying to keep my own horror. This didn't surprise me that much. Ever since they re- revealed that they were going to be doing this this show, I always knew there was a possibility 
that they could take a weird turn for this and that they could always go down this road of what is real, what is not real. But, and we'll talk more about if that's what they're doing or not, because I don't think it is. But there's always that possibility out there. And then as much as, because I've listened to about four or five different podcasts on this, and almost every time I heard somebody talk about who had seen the screeners, there's something happening in in episode four. There's something happening in episode four. So my antenna was up. I was like, I was like, I, every when I was watching episode four, I was like, "All right, when's it happening? What's when's it happening? What's going to happen?" And I kind of thought, you know, I, I was thinking back to that that little scene, the trailer that we haven't seen. We still haven't seen the one I'm talking about in uh, from last week's episode, where he's like banging his his hands on his head. We, we still haven't seen that, so I guess that's going to come in episode five. But I was thinking, like, I kind of think we're going down this road at some point, and sure enough, that they did. But we, the most important part of this, obviously, is when Harrow is meeting with Stephen or Mark or whoever, I guess technically it's Mark, yeah. in his office when we're meeting with him, when he's meeting with him, and he starts talking to him about it, and he starts explaining to him, you know, what we perceive as real is very different based on your perspective of, of where you are. And he mentioned that thing about the pen where his pen is a pen to him, but to his dog, it's a chew toy. Neither are wrong. They're just a different take on what is real. So that was my first thing. I was like, okay, well, they're really going to do this. They're really going to try to make us determine whether or not this is real or not. But then he escapes and he finds Steven in a tomb. All right, so that was interesting. Well, uh, did what were you thinking when you saw that happen? Uh, I guess I wasn't surprised. Right. That made it a little bit better, especially since they were working together and they were so happy to see each other. Right. But you know, they immediately walk out, and then there's another. There's tomb another one. Ask mm-hmm. one to open up, so you're like, ah, oh, there's Jake. Right. Uh, my guess is that's Jake. Uh, yeah. It's interesting the way they're doing this with the with the third personality because they have hinted at him in episode three. They've hinted at him in episode four, but they are like making this like going to be like this pretty big deal whenever we do get him, which I'm yeah. guessing is going to be episode five. So I, I I don't know why they're keeping him as this secretive thing. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with that. So I'm really, that is really piquing my curiosity at this point. Why are they making such a big deal about keeping him hidden from the other two so much? What, what's what's so special about him? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that as well. Uh, and also the fact that in the comics, he's a New York cab driver. Yeah, he's a New York cab so driver. Mm-hmm. How are they going to do that? That's going to be interesting to watch. Well, I think they're going to just abandon that, to be perfectly honest with you. But in the I comics, would, I would assume. he's also a very rough around the edges character. He's a very rough and tumble kind of guy. So I think that's going to be more of what they're focused on. I heard on a podcast today that somebody said it was on uh, phase zero, the comic book.com uh, podcast for Marvel. Somebody said, you know, they hope that when we finally do get him, like his moon Knight suit will be a more, the more modern, which has, a, which is mostly black. And it's a much cooler looking suit than what we've gotten, which is a cool suit huh. to, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but they said, you know, they wouldn't be surprised if they went like Jake, the third person, I would have a different suit as well. But also another thing to just kind of mention, we didn't get any moon Knight, And like I said, I found it surprising. They didn't try to get Kanshu back in this episode. Did you, were you surprised? I was surprised as well. And I, it really didn't hit me 
I was making my notes about this episode, and I actually wrote down, surprisingly, I didn't miss Moon Knight at all. Yeah, I know. I didn't either. That was surprising to me as well. That I, you know, I wasn't thinking at any point, man, we didn't get Moon Knight in this one. It, it right. just it occurred to me after his, I was like, oh, he didn't show up at all. There was no suit, no nothing in this one. So but, that, you know, I, I think a lot of that goes to how strong the first 30 minutes were of that, you know, Indiana Jones mummy. Right. Oh, yeah, because it was it was a very, very strong portion of the show. Yeah. And obviously at the very end, we get the scene of the hippo goddess. And if you haven't listened to anybody else, haven't read anything else, which I would be surprised if you're listening to the show and haven't yeah. actually done anything uh, to look into this. this. We get the hippo goddess who was Tauret, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. She is the goddess of childbirth and uh, something else. Childbirth. Was it like reawakening or something? Yeah, like that? but she's also like responsible for leading people through the afterlife, and that's yeah, yeah. that's the big thing to me. So, let's talk about this. Let's go ahead and theorize some real quick. So, what do you think they're go? What road do you think they're going to go down in these last two episodes, or at least in episode five? Now that they've kind of put all this stuff, this weird stuff, into motion. So I had heard the theory that this is actually Harrow and Amit uh, tricking Mark. They, they got him out of the water, mm -hmm. and, they've, and they're tricking him to try to get something out of him because they need him for so, something else involving Amit. Right. Amit's but, tomb. Yeah, that's one of the bigger theories going out. There's also, to me, there's also the Occam's razor angle to this. Okay, so he's got shot previous in, at the end of episode three we're seeing the goddess who like is supposed to take people through the afterlife and back into the life of, of, of like to their regular lives the most occam's razor the most occam's razor explanation of where they're going is that he has died and she is going to be the one who takes him from the afterlife back to his body or back to Kanshu or something along those lines uh, that like that's the Occam's razor. The big brain galaxy theory is that Kanshu is responsible for this, and that Kanshu might be the big bad of the entire show, uh, because hmm. if you uh, if you go and read the Lemire comics for this. This this is where they're pulling a lot of this from. I don't think I, I kind of don't think they're going down this road, but basically, Kanshu set up because the entire thing starts in a mental institution like the, like they're in now, and as Stephen is working through and trying to figure out or Mark excuse me because it's mostly Mark uh, Mark discovers the rest of his personalities. They're working together kind of like what we saw with Mark and Stephen at the end of the episode, but they discover that Kanshu has basically put them into a mental prison. And they're trying to work their way out of it. And once they do work their way out of it, they kind of discover what they are capable of as without Kanshu. Uh, so, like I said, there is that. I'm kind of keeping that off to the side. I want to kind of yeah. kind of keep that in the back of my mind that they might go down that road. But my leading two theories are the one that you mentioned where they need, where Amit and Harrow need something from Stephen, because Kanchi talked about he he remembered that night from two thousand years ago when Kanchi when Amit was imprisoned, and they need something from him to uh, to completely free her, and so that tells me one of two things: either if they go down that road, Talret is either going to be the the person who kind of like protects 
them from Amit and Harrow, or Amit is or Tarit is actually a double agent and going to try to get the information from them in the sky. So that's that's one possibility. And then the other possibility, like I said, the one that I'm, uh, the other one that I'm kind of keeping my eye closely on is that this is just the afterlife, and she's going to take him them back to their body or something like that. So that's that's kind of where I am. Okay. I, I... All of those sound interesting. I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I you know? I am too. Uh, and I'm excited. You know, uh, I know I kind of mentioned that I didn't want this to turn into Legion. I don't I don't think it is. I, I don't uh, think it is. I don't think they're going down that road. Legion got weird. And look, Legion, like I said, Legion is a show that isn't. Re- it's if you ever if you're not sure what we're talking about, guys. There's a show on FX. You can watch it on Hulu. It's it's there. I watched it not too long ago. It's uh, called Legion. It's basically about the son of Dr. Charles Xavier, and his dealing with his mental disorder, which he has a lot of personalities living inside of him as well. And it's a lot more than what Stephen has. Um, but he has a lot of personalities living inside of him and him dealing with that. But that show, it really had no plot. It was really just a show about we're doing a vibe here and we're going to do this vibe through the entire thing. So like I said, I don't think they're going to go down that road just because that is a huge risk. And while this is a risky road they're taking with Moon Knight at this point, I don't think they're going to take that big of a risk. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. So, so we'll have to kind of wait and see. So, all right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into our weekly awards? Um, no, I think, I think I'm good. Yeah, let's go to the awards. I, I think we covered it pretty well. So, yeah. All right. So, the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP of the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister this week? You know, you kind of hinted at this. So, I'm I'm going with Co. Layla sp- specifically owned the first. Yeah. The first half, like she was just an absolute beast. Right. Uh, and and but then you know, Oscar Isaac uh, picked up you know at, at the psychiatric part. So I gotta I gotta do co of May Calamari and Oscar Isaac. Yeah, had it not been for the fact that they took that weird turn with with Mark and Stephen at the end, uh, I, if, this would have been all Layla. It would have been all yeah. May Calamari uh, yeah. for this episode. That would have been the case, but because of the fact that they. They went a completely different direction. They went a completely different angle on it. You, you still have to throw Oscar Isaac in there as well. And you look, I will say this. The idea of having two Oscar Isaacs on the screen next week uh, for a good portion of this episode, that's yeah. an exciting prospect to me. So. It, it is. It is fun. I agree. And potentially a third. Yeah, potentially a third. So, like I said, that that part of it excites me. Like I said, I don't know where they're going, but the potential of having a, just multiple Oscar Isaacs on the scene on the screen at one time for a good portion portion of next week's episode is, is exciting to me. All right, your Agatha all along, the best scene of the week. Who are you giving that to? Um, I'm, I guess I got to go with the psychiatric. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole you thing. Do. I, I mean, I don't, you know. I mean. How could, how could, the only other thing, I thought the Harrow-Layla Hera, scene was incredible. That yeah, was, it was. probably would have won before this, but yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's to do that scene... And to take you down that road, it was a risk, and I think they did it really, really well. And it, like I said, I'm still interested to see where they go. But it, like I said, I think it ha- you have to make it that scene in the yeah. middle of the decision. You just have to. All right, your if you come at the king, you best not miss the best line of the week. What did you go with? And this was actually said by Layla. I thought you smell like him. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. And and that also just shows how much uh, different to her, Stephen mm-hmm. and Mark are. Even though they are the same person, 
their personalities, their vibe. Mm. Like they seem like totally different people, even though it's the same body. Right. So I, that, that line really just stood out to me. Yeah. At first, when you first hear it, you're like, of course they smell like the same. But when you, what the reason they put it in there is so that you can understand how she sees them as such completely different people, even though the fact that they are in the same body. Like I said, so like I said, that, that was a really good line. Uh, I ended up going with the line about the pen, the line about the pen being to uh, a pen to hero, but a chew toy to his dog, because I think it's going to set up a lot for what we're going to get in episode five. Uh, I think that's going to play a, a, a lot of this. I think Steven and Mark are going to struggle to figure out what's going on around them. And if it is Harrow that is setting this up there, he's going to really make them question that he's really going to make them, he's going to make them question where he is uh, because he's, he, he is making him do that a lot at the very end of this episode as the doctor or whatever it is. Yeah. So like I said, I, I thought that was a very important line that might play a, a significant role in episode five. So, and, and this is more reason why you get an Ethan Hawke type to get this. Yeah, it is. Role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I was going to mention one more thing. I forgot to mention this when I was talking about May Calamari. She is going toe-to-toe with two of the best American actors out yeah. there. Ethan Hawke is an absolute legend. I mean, one yes, of the is. best for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, she's going toe-to-toe with him. And she's a relative newcomer, I mean, for the yeah, most part. Yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, good for her. So, Marvel knows what they're doing when they, when they cast these folks. Yeah. All right, uh, so let's go to our rating. Where are you at with this? Ep- with so far, I know you were still at lost. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, yeah. You want to give the rating system? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Thank you. So, top of our rating system is a Game of Thrones. That is the best of the best. There is nothing to us. There is nothing better. You can't do any better than a Game of Thrones. Just beneath that, though, is a Lost, a really, really good show that we liked, but not quite at the top of the list. In the middle of the road, kind of so-so, kind of average, is Friends. Uh, right below that is Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch, which means only if you're desperate. So, like I said, I know you were at Lost last week. Are you still there? Are you So, the beginning of this episode was Game of Thrones. The psychiatric part was Law. Well, excuse me, it was Baywatch. In my, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I still think, I still go with Lost. Uh I'm 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 really interested. I could easily get to a Game of Thrones if they pull this off. Mm-hmm. Like I think they could, I could get to a Game of Thrones. But I'm telling you now, if this is some Legion, and I almost <laughs> said a bad word, we will at least get to Full House. Right. And I may go off on episode six, but uh, I don't think it is. I think right. I I have a feeling I'll probably will end up Game of Thrones, but I'm gonna go with Lost. I will say. That again, that first thirty minutes, just the way they pulled it off, mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, we're not even getting Moon Knight, and this is just incredible. Yeah, it really was. Uh, look, I'm I was at a Game of Thrones by the end of last week, and I'm even more firmly at a Game of Thrones. But I will throw in the fact that t- going taking a risk is what they're doing. They're taking a huge risk with with the, with the direction they're going with this show. So. There's a lot that's on the table all of a sudden. What This always felt like at worst it was going to be a lost. When you go this direction, if you don't pull it off, you could go a lot of different ways. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do for these last two episodes. Because up until this point, this has been a pretty straightforward show. I mean, there, I mean, as straightforward as it can be dealing with two different people in the same body, 
Uh, so, like I said, it's been pretty straightforward. There haven't been all these loose threads and stuff. But now, all of a sudden, you start thinking, okay, well, now they're opening up a whole lot of can of worms. So, what are they going to do? With, what are they going to do with them? How are they going to put them back in 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 the can, uh, so to speak? And it's funny you mentioned that because my friend Brian McDuff, who listens to the show, we were texting before this episode because <laughs> he was saying that he had heard a lot of people, Robbie Falk, uh, talk about how they have no idea what's going on. It's just confusing. And we were talking about. It's like, you know, the first episode was, but after that, you kind of know what's yeah. going on and you feel like, and then after this episode, I immediately text him. It's like, we shouldn't have spoken. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's been, it's been interesting. The fact that they, the, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited to see what the, they're going to do with it. Look, the excitement could have turned up, could turn out poorly, but I just don't think they will. Marvel has done such a good job throughout the course of their history ever since they started mcu of nailing stuff i think they're going to nail this too uh it is a bigger risk than what they've probably taken in anything that they've done i'll be perfectly honest with you it could be the the biggest risk they've taken but i think they'll i think they'll pull it off i I feel pretty confident in them i feel i feel confident in feige Uh, i don't think they would have taken a they would have i don't think they would have gone down a road they couldn't find their way out of so uh still the the one thing i'm still struggling with is how are they getting this back to the the rest of the mcu because they still haven't done it the only mention of anything mcu related was back in episode three when one of the one of the security people for mogart mentioned madripoor that's been that's been it that's the only thing that even remotely resembles Magipore, because Magipore is not a real place for, for those of you who are listening at home if you weren't sure about that. It's just an MCU-created thing. That's the only thing they have. And like I said, I know Oscar Isaac has been very noncommittal about you know playing this character e- anymore. It's not that I don't think he doesn't want to. I don't think he just wants to be tied down to it. I don't think he wants to be tied down to a certain number of movies he has to appear in or a certain number of television shows. I think he just kind of wants to be able to do it. You know, all right, you need Moon Knight now? Okay, well, I'll come do Moon Knight. I think that's, based off of what I've read, that's kind of his approach to this. He just doesn't want to be tied down to it. So, but I do think they want to have this character in more of their stuff. So they're going to have to tie it in somehow. And honestly, that's my biggest fear is that they're going to screw that up once they ever, once they do it. Because it feels like, We've gotten to episode five, and they still haven't done it. Are they going to force it in there and it not really feel natural? That's more of my biggest concern. Yeah, that is that is a very good point. And I, and I think it was, I think I heard Sebastian Stan and Jeremy Renner mention, you get like signed up for like a non-pitcher yeah. deal. It's like a very long deal. Yeah, I mean, if you go into Marvel, you've got to go into it with knowing that you're going to be tied into it for, for quite some time. And, and that turns a lot of people off. But yeah. as we mentioned in our, if you go back and listen, if you, ever, if you join our Patreon, listen to us talk about our, the Lord, Thor Love and Thunder trailer, you know, but to some people like Chris Hemsworth, they're like, hey, I'll do this forever if I, if I want to. So, uh, but it's it's a difficult thing to sign up for if you're if you're not just wanting to be tied into that and be, because a lot of people are afraid, you know, that's all they'll be known for anymore and they won't be able to do anything else. They'll be typecast after that. So there, there's a lot of concerns and stuff like that. And well, I get I, it. I, def- I definitely get Oscar Isaac because he's mid 40s. Yeah, he is. And it took him to his 30s to even get on the map yeah so i could see and he was wasted in star wars he was wasted in x-men so like he's already had he's tried the big stuff and they missed uh you know i could see why he's hesitant and not to mention he gets a lot of great 
he's one of the rare people that's still doing in good independent and drama roles. So, yeah, he is. You know, yeah. I, could, I could see where he would be very hesitant. Yeah, I can't tell you. So it doesn't surprise me. Like I said, but I think they'll, I think they'll work something out. And he'll, he'll, I think we'll see him again. I, I could be wrong, but uh, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. I think we will too. All right, uh, recommendations. We do recommendations in our early week episode. So do you have any recommendations this week? Yes, I do. I went to the theater twice this week. Oh, did you? And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be busy in the next couple of weeks. Uh, my wife and I decided we got to hit the theater, and I saw two incredible movies. First one, Friday night, we went and saw Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah, I think I'm going to go see uh, it next week. Y'all have, if you go in with an open mind... And just be ready to be awed because and wild because it is it uses uh, multiverse and it's it's a mix of multiverse and Asian uh, action movies. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole other meaning that you will find out about. Oh, cool. like just said, go in, yeah. just go in open minded. I've heard so many good weird. things. Yeah. It's going to be weird, but you're going to love it. Uh, if you look at the ratings, it's like nine something all the yeah, time. Yeah, the last time I looked. I, that's going to go down when it gets on streaming because people are not going to be open-minded about it and they're just going to think it's weird and turn it off and right back. But the people that are going to this movie now are open. I'm telling you, Michelle Yeoh, incredible. Uh, I can't, I wish I could remember the guy's name. The guy that actually was short round in Indiana Jones. Yeah, and in Goonies. He's in Goonies, so yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of them. He's the other main character. He is an actor a long time. He was so good. And, uh, Temple of Doom was one of the first movies I saw at the theater, so it holds a very special place in my heart. I actually love that movie. So uh, it is so good. You will be mind blown. The most innovative and creative thing I've, I've seen in a long time. Loved it. Second movie, we went and saw The Unbearable Weight of the oh, yeah. Palette. <laughs> and I have never laughed so hard really? in a long time. It is hilarious. Nick Cage is full on mm-hmm. Nick Cage. He's in on it. There is some stuff in there that is just hysterical. Some of our favorite people, Pedro Pascal, yeah. is uh, uh, one. Of, it's really the other main lead, and he is so funny. He yeah, is so funny in this movie. That's one I want to see too. Yeah, and then Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz that we've covered before. They're both in yes. this as well. How are they? And uh, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it is a comedy turns into an action movie, but it is funny all the. Th- the whole time and it will make you just say god i love nick cage <laughs> what, did, what do you think i did when i got home i realized con air was on amazon and I oh hey it. heck yeah <laughs> and con air is incredible i, I had forgotten it is. How good I, I have not was. seen that probably in 15 20 years so. con air and the rock are on uh amazon if you want to uh check them out uh i saw the rock like uh, I think I think last year, it's it still holds up really well. But Face Off, unfortunately, not streaming because I may have watched that as well. But really, it's not anywhere on streaming. Nah, you got to rent it. Oh, really? I hated that because I probably would have watched it. But uh, these movies, like this movie, is so good and it's such good. Nicholas Cage, like I said, I immediately went home <laughs> and watched <laughs> Air. Yeah, uh, like I said, I've always loved Nicholas Cage. I know he's his. His stuff has kind of taken a, a bit of a downturn, but yeah, I, I do want to see that. He the money. Yeah. And he, he jokes about all that. So. Yeah, he does. He, he, he jokes about that quite a bit. So, uh, All right, so mine are two things that we're contemplating covering on the show here in a little while. Uh, I did see 
Uh, I did see most of the first season of both Barry and the flight attendant. Uh, Barry is an easy watch. Like I said, we, we, we're probably going to end up covering it when the third season comes to an end. I'm trying to get caught up. Uh, same thing for the flight attendant. We will probably end up covering it when season two gets uh, caught up. Barry is an easy watch. Uh, that's one of the great things I liked about Barry. Uh, I kind of pivoted towards the flight attendant because it's going to come to an end. Season two of it's going to come to an end sooner than season three of Barry. Uh, so I pivoted over to the flight attendant. But Barry's a very easy watch. They're all like 30 minutes or so. At least the first yeah. season is. I don't know if the second season is. I think there's a couple episodes in two that are a little bit longer, but they're mostly 30, 30 minutes. So I've got to ask, Noho Hank, what did you think of him? He is the absolute funniest character going. Uh, yes, <laughs> he, he is. He is, he is just... I, I don't know how to describe his character, so I'm not going to try, but it's yeah. just an absolute delight every time that he is on screen. Uh, just so unique and quirky and yeah. like not what you expect at all. Cause what, what kind of gang are they? I, for, I forgot. Uh, Chechen. Right? Chechen. Yeah. They're Chechen. Thank you. So like I said, not what you expect when you think of Chechen mobsters, but he's just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, just like I said, I've made it through the first six episodes. It's really good. It's dark. Look, yeah. it, it has a very dark, the the comedic portion of this, it is very dark. So it's going to, it will turn some people off, but like I said, I just, it's, it's just really good to me. So, yeah. Uh, if you, and I was going to mention one more thing about Noho Hank. Uh, he's one of the only people that's allowed to improvise. Well, and I can will, see that. You, you will see scenes where Bill Hader says, he cannot be around him too long because he makes him laugh. And there are scenes, <laughs> and especially in the second season, where you see Bill Hader, he'll turn his face to the left. And he's doing that because he's he can't laughing, stop laughing so hard. Right. Yeah, so Noho Hank, just the best character out there. He really is. He's really he's really something, something to be held. Uh, the flight attendant, I will be honest, the first three episodes of it, I, I was having such a difficult time for those of you, if you're if you're wanting to watch it and haven't watched it, uh, and you want to get caught up with me, I had such a difficult time with with Cassie's character because they are playing up just how much of a wreck she is for laughs, and I was having a really hard time with that because I'm like, in real life, people who are as messed up as she is, it's not funny. I mean, yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. So I, I was having a really tough time with that, but in episode four. They they seem to be they took it down a different road where she's all of a sudden having to come confront what her life actually is and it they're actually analyzing it and she's actually having to take a hard look at it and they still keep it funny it, but they don't the humor isn't coming from that because like I said I was having a really hard time I was like why how can people get because there's it's a wonderfully made television show i mean just the the things they're doing in that tv show the, the direction some of the way that they show like multiple scenes happening at once uh just the the relationship he has with this dead guy i mean there's yeah. all there's a lot of really good things but i was having such a hard time getting past how they were portraying her character to start those first three episodes but like i said once they finally kind of started say making her really examine who she was and the decisions she's made and the way she views things that's when I was like, okay, I I see why everybody loves this show the way that I hear people, you know, affuse the praise upon it. So uh, yeah, and and Cassie is played by Kaylee Kiyoko, and that how you say I last think time. so. I'm not real sure, but something yeah, like that. She's 
you know, she was in Big Bang Theory and was awesome on there, right. you know, for years. But this is another one that just shows the range she has. And she's a really good actress and, yeah. and really can do it all. Yeah, she can. And like I said, it, well, I was having a difficult time with it at first. But if if, if you're like me and you, you struggle with... Because I've, I've, I was when I was reading some about it after I watched these first few episodes, there's a lot of people who were in the same boat as I was. They were having, like... I don't understand how people can like this show when this woman makes all these terrible decisions and she keeps ruining her life. You're like, why are we like laughing at this? And but like I said, episode four, it really changes direction the way that they deal with that. And that's like I said, it, it just completely changed my outlook on the entire show. And I began to see it the way everybody else did at that point. So yeah, and I I, I get that, and I think the mystery aspect of it kind of kept me going. Yeah, uh, it's I, a good it's a good mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've made some really dumb decisions in my life. <laughs> so well, like, we all I, have to. Yeah, so I kind of understood what she was going through, but I get what you're saying. And like I said, I I'm, I'm interested to see how they do the second one because that you know they do a good job of wrapping up the first one, but still a little mystery as well. So yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm on episode. I just finished episode six uh, a day or two ago, so I need to I need to get seven and eight done, and then start on season two because season two came out Thursday or it started yeah, Thursday. Yeah, I haven't started yet. Yeah. So uh, I need to start on it as well. So, uh, but those are my recommendations for the week. Uh, we are getting ready to discuss our next show for the midweek episode, Outer Range, which has been really well received. <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're kind of excited about this. So we'll talk more about that in just a second. But anything you want to add before we head off and talk about Outer Range? Yeah, I would. Have you ever heard about the God of Clothes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. True. Well, outer, outer Range humor for you. Uh, no, yeah. I just want to uh, thank everyone and, and appreciate them joining us. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, I will echo the same sentiments. And as always, until next time. May all of your entertainment dreams come true.